You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Gemma, I help connect business with tech talent and today I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined with Inga, Johan and Ni. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Inga, do you want to kick us off? Yes. So hi everyone, my name is Inga Marshall. Um, I am an engineering manager with um, the Nordic Entertainment Group. We are responsible for delivering the Viaplay app, uh, your streaming service. and I've actually just been with Nent for three months. And prior to that, I was, um, <laughs> I forget the name now, it doesn't really matter, but I was with Telly2. And prior to that, um, Comhem. And prior to that, I worked for a very long time with electronic arts and video game development. So I think that's me. Um, I could add to that, but let's go around the room. <laughs> Perfect. Joanne, do you want to go next? Yes, absolutely. Hi, uh, everyone. My name is uh, Johan Lido, or Lido in Swedish. And uh, I have my own company called Lido Development. And uh, I work as a consultant and uh, currently a product owner and a software architect at a quite large uh, Swedish bank and insurance company. It's uh, yeah, very, very development, uh, developer-centric uh, team spread out in different countries with all the, the challenges that come to that and opportunities, of course. So, yeah, that's me. And I've been with this bank for quite many years uh, and done some other stuff in the past as well. Perfect. And last but not by means least, Ni. Thank you. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Nitron, and I just recently started a new position as a Scrum Master at a fintech company called the Nexi Group here in Stockholm. Uh, I actually graduated last summer as a business analyst. And while I was doing my studies, I worked as a Scrum Master for a distributed team at uh, Telia Company. And while I was trying to work as a Scrum Master uh, at Telia, I realized how fun it was to work with the individuals. Um, So I would say that I'm super passionate about working with people and especially as a Scrum Master where you uh, are able to work with the individuals in the team on a daily basis. So that was short about me. (laughs) Perfect. So now we've established a bit of context on each of you. Let's move more on to the topic in focus. So you've all set a question or statement to the group on how you can ensure teams operate effectively under high pressure. As usual, we're going to work our way around and give each of us your opinions and your reasons behind it. And you'll have the opportunity to take that situation to explore further. So, Johan, would you like to kick us off with your question first? Yes, uh, absolutely. And uh, as I said in the presentation, I work um, with uh, uh, teams in different countries uh, all over the world in different time zones. And uh, my question, uh, sub-question to the uh, to this is, uh, if it's more complicated if your teams are in different locations and time zones, and what can we do to to mitigate that, and also what opportunities that that uh, gives? Uh, yeah, so that would be my 
question for the day. Well, just to jump in, um, so I have a little bit of experience of the team members um, located uh, in in other locations. Um, so right now, in, in one of the teams, we have team members who are in India, uh, and for India, it's fairly okay because um, there's an overlap um, in terms of of hours, working hours. And um, it, it is, I think, more to do with the team reaching that agreement that it's OK um, for somebody to, to come in during the day or um, that they work out uh, an agreement of, of how that is going to work for them. Um, I think that other time zones are more difficult, like the US, I mean, Pacific US is awful. So that would be a real challenge. And I'm very grateful that I don't have team members in, in America, actually. I don't know you're one if you if you ha have had that experience. Uh, I have not, not uh, currently, but uh, I actually prefer uh, working with uh, Asia because then you can get up a little bit early in the morning and have your day free uh, because if you work with the other side it they kind of steal your night and i yeah. think much worse uh, personally uh, at least so i prefer but uh, uh, for me it's a seven hour time difference in the winter time and six in the in the in the summer so but uh, yeah we will manage as well it's, as you said it's uh, you need to kind of have an agreement within the team uh, they stay a little bit late and we yeah. get up a little bit early. That's fine. But I, I also think that, um, I mean, uh, in addition to, to having a clear kind of working agreement, I mean, how we can help or, or uh, I mean, me in my role as an engineering manager, of course, is to gather with the product size side um, of the the business to, to be very clear on what the goals are and and what is that backlog how is that prioritized um what do we how, how do we kind of um organize our work and and that i think that's where where your role uh knee as a scrum master is really really important um yeah. to, to actually help and support the, the team um, in, in our dailies, in, in our different um, plannings, etc. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and uh, I also I haven't been working in the office like one for 100 percent. I'm used to working in remote and I've been working with teams in different countries here in Europe. So I'm basically a remote person and I think it's like you said, Inger, uh, it's super important to create this kind of working culture that is working for everyone in the team and trying to set the same expectations for everyone. And just to have that clear picture from the start when you are starting as a manager or when you're starting as an individual in the team so that everyone has that clear picture. And when we do have the same expectations on each other, then we can just feel free to be flexible. If you are working like uh, six hours after me, then it's totally fine. Just be transparent about um, basically everything that you do in work. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a 
question related to the Scrum Master. Um, do you do you think it's uh, necessary to have a Scrum Master locally, like for in my case, I have a quite of a large team in in mm. Asia, and uh, somewhat a smaller team in, in Sweden. In our case, we have one Scrum, scrum Master in Asia, and uh, who is the Scrum Master for for the whole team? Uh, I think that works pretty great. But like, what, what what do you think about that? Is it better to have like, would you rather have two or one on each time zone? Or? I mean it really doesn't matter it depends on how flexible the squad master is as soon as the squad master can support all the individuals in the team so it's not i don't feel that it's maybe super nice to have a squad master that can support you when you are doing the work uh, so a squad master needs to support the individuals all the time while you are working um so yeah i think it's super important to always have that squad master in the team always uh, trying to support you and to be there when you need them because you don't know if that is in the mornings or uh, in the afternoons or such so but let, let's say uh, let's say that you find yourself in a in a very stressful situation Might mm -hmm. like um, uh, you need to deliver this in a couple of days so yeah. let's say that you have a a crazy bug that you can't really figure out what mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Uh, and you have teams that is working on in, in different time zones. Do you mm -hmm. think do you think then it as it is advisable to have two leaders, one on the on the Asia side in my case then and one in the European side to keep the work flowing, like uh, create a temporary scrum master rule just for this case or I do think that when you are presenting it in that way, I think, think that's a good idea actually, because you want your team members to feel comfortable and always feel that they can give, uh, be provided support when they need it and not wait for the squad master to wake up or to start the day. So yes, it's absolutely a really good idea, but if you can't have that possibility, then I think that it's super important just to create this kind of working culture where you have the squad master starting six hours later or such. Um, and just to see if your team can um, find us some solution together without having the squad master as a dependent uh, person. So yes and no, um, I would say. And um, I, I thought, of something as well as as I was listening to you that um, one thing that that we also need to be mindful of, of course, is communication and 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 that that's kind of a responsibility that every team member needs to take on that that they're clear on. I mean, on the one hand, um, I mean, their working hours or when they need to be away that they always that they're just very transparent with with how how they yeah, I mean, if, if they're going to be there on time for that stand up or not and and not not leave people hanging uh, and wondering i mean where is that guy he was supposed to arrive in this meeting or but so communication um for transparency yeah i ha i have another another question then and related to the same topic uh, uh, you uh, inger said that um, it's important to define goals when you're in, in, in different uh, time zones. 
uh, or the countries. Uh, and um, do you how how would you work with? Uh, uh, for instance, it's very hard for if we have a, a business specialist, for, for instance, in the team, as we of course have, it's very hard to write uh, so specific uh, requirements so that it's easy to understand from a, for a person from a different country. And since we are working in the insurance industry, which is kind of unique in the world, uh, our uh, I mean tax system that we have in Sweden, uh, so they can't really relate to that. Do you? How, how do you uh, mitigate that? Uh, like, do you teach them this uh, Swedish uh, tax system and, and insurance system, or how, how do you how, how do you see about that? Because that is also something when you find yourself in stressful situations, like we need to deliver this within like a month or so. You can't be everywhere at the same time. So th that's uh, what, what do you say? Wow, that's a difficult question. I mean, I would <clears throat> I would say that that you you couldn't really leave that developer or, or person on on their own. I mean, you, you would need to somehow uh, bring the knowledge to them or at least have them. I mean, they, they I mean, you would need to read up on on um, how we did that in Sweden or our rules or but I mean the best thing would, would be to team up with somebody else who has the knowledge but the developer themselves is basically bringing their problem solving skills uh, into the mix rather than 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 the the actual um, I mean law or um, requirement um, so yeah, pairing up. Um, I think I think that that's what we would need to enable anyway, even though it could be hard. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thank you very much. I, I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, we're working quite much on uh, like uh, t uh, teaching them so that they can make their own decision. But uh, that is of of course very time consuming, and uh, yeah. everybody doesn't really like it. Uh, but to to pair up with, as you say, a different uh, skill set. Yeah, someone is very good at sorting stuff up or problem solving, and one is very good at the, the exact uh, uh, problem to solve. So, mm. yeah, thank thank you for that. That's good. Just, um, yeah, Gemma, just did you to, want to... yeah, just to add on. So we do a retro each week, and we don't. We're everybody here is either in the UK or Sweden. Um, but how would you do? Would you would you do group meetings if you were in completely different time zones, or would the team have to interact completely separately? Uh, for me, uh, for our team, we have we had the dailies every day, uh, and uh, but now we uh, we only have uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, we have a we have for the whole team, and then. Um, on Fridays, uh, we, it's not every Friday, but we try to have like a, a weekly, as we say, where we have a presentation for uh, what someone has done something and uh, just uh, playing around with some mobile uh, game, uh, like just for fun, because uh, in Asia, that's their like last hour of the day, so we can leave them off and then, uh, so yeah, so, so uh, we don't have dailies because it's kind of breaks their day in half, uh, which is kind of uh, annoying if you're a developer. Uh, so yeah, so Mondays uh, and Wednesdays only. Yeah. 
And I'm thinking like, have you been trying to use different tools uh, when you're working with different teams in different uh, countries and time zones like Slack, for instance, we do in our team right now, we do have like a daily stand up uh, every Wednesday just to not have all these meetings all the time. So we have a no meetings Wednesday and that's where we do um, updates in Slack um, every Wednesdays just to not have meetings that day. And I can think that it's nice to have that maybe when you're working in different time zones. So we do have that transparency within the teams. Yeah, that, yeah that's nice. Uh, we, we use uh, teams uh, mm -hmm. in, in the office. Uh, and uh, I would say we, um, we have kind of just started with it. I don't think we use it in an optimal way. Uh, but uh, people, they find their own uh, like uh, connections and, and talk to each other. Uh, but it's not as uh, sophisticated as, uh, as Slack, I wouldn't say. Because I, I mean, I worked with uh, other teams without this uh, bank. Uh, we used Slack, but we don't really uh, use it like that. Uh, but but uh, uh, no meeting Wednesday sounds a, a terrific idea. But do you have no meetings at all then? Yeah. Uh, we try to not have meetings that day, but sometimes we do need to prioritize important things and things. Yeah, that shit, shit happens. That, yeah, exactly. Shit happens. <laughs> so we're trying, but it's not always um, working, but trying to have those days because those are super important just to focus on work without having any meetings. So that's a really good tip. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very respectful to to the developer. Like uh, you, you, you need to understand them how they want want it to be. So it's a good sure, yeah. Sorry, Inger. Yeah, and that's something that we we have also established at uh, Viaplay too. Uh, so Wednesdays are meeting free. Um, I hadn't realized that uh, in my first month. <laughs> so I very friskly. <laughs> um, uh, book meetings with, with developers, but they kindly said um, this is a meeting free day. Okay, so no one on ones on me on Wednesdays. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's really important that you can work uh, continuously um, and not have to context switch too much. Um, so and I think that we need that too. I mean, other kind of professions need also a day uh, that's uninterrupted and where you can actually think and reflect and plan your time as well. Um, I, I find my days, I mean, to, trying to connect back to the topic of being efficient, um, that part of being efficient is, is to actually reflect um, on how how I am working as well for, for sustainability. Um, so not not so easy to because some because you're always kind of in in the thick of things and and wanting to participate and and interact and and so on but sometimes you really do need to take that step back and it might feel very counterintuitive um i should be going forward but but actually to, to actually stop and not start something new just because you've got the time um yeah Something I thought of. Ni? Thank you. And yeah, so I think that's a super good point. And 
I've always thought about like, I know that you man managers do have a lot of admin work. You do have a lot of work upon uh, being a support uh, for the individuals. So where do you get your support from? Like you need to all also have those no meetings Wednesdays or you need to also think of like your work balance and all of that stuff. So how do you get that support? That's a, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I think that um, on the one hand, um, I mean, here at, at Viaplay, um, we have a fairly strong community amongst the engineering managers. So I think that, that we provide, I mean, we can support each other and we can also remind each other, which is good. But um, I mean, I, I have a very strong sense of, I mean, servant leadership i mean my role is to support my teams so that they can be the best they can be basically um and i tend to kind of put my own needs you know kind of up or do that later um but that's not i mean that really isn't sustainable so um yeah i think i need to kick my myself sometimes to actually um practice what i I preach because this is what I tell the teams. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually um, have started to meditate. Um, I mean, at I mean, not in the office, but at home. Um, and I think that that is also part of my own um, kind of development of, of inner growth oh. that I think that we we need to take ownership for. So, um, another tip. And I know you one wants to say something. Ah, no, no, just uh, just going to say that uh, at least you're aware of it. I mean, even if you don't take care of yourself exactly every day, and uh, and I think as they say, if you cannot meditate for 15 minutes, you should meditate for one hour. So it kind of <laughs> shows the stress. But I just want to also follow up on Nis uh, question there. Where do you find like uh, support and stuff? And and I think uh, uh, I kind of on Inger's side there that um, uh, you try to preach some kind of servant leadership, but of course with uh, with uh, your experience and age, um, you you should also be like uh, leading it or rather navigating uh, the team in the right direction. Otherwise, it would be very strange, I think. Uh, and, and sometimes, of course, you need to kind of tell people what to do because maybe they don't don't see. The bigger picture every day so but um, i tend to find great support uh, actually within the team having uh, one-to-ones with um, some of the uh, more senior guys uh, being quite personal and, and honest on how i feel so i try to look like within within myself of course but also within within the team and not so much uh, outside uh, so that, that, that's how I, I do about it. Perfect. And I think that this topic moves quite well on to um, Inga's question about um, how leaderships can maximise high pressure. So would you like to introduce that to the rest of us as well, Inga? Yes, because I mean, this is something that I, I think that um, I, I see repeat itself that um, I mean, basically we I mean, as as leaders or management, uh, as um, stakeholders, 
we we put pressure on on our teams of course we i mean we we have roadmaps and we have deadlines and, and so on um and we i think more often than not there's just too much going on um and i i think that that the that we need to reflect and and actually it's in our power to um, try and um, actually minimize work so that we don't, I mean, we, we start, we're very good at starting up initiatives, but we're not probably not as good as letting people um, fulfill and, and finish stuff. Um, so if we could do less things, um, it would be actually more sustainable. Um, so any reflections from from you guys on on how it works for you um, in your companies? Uh, you yeah, yes, uh, to, I mean, if the, if the question is how can we minimize the high pressure in, in, in the sustainable way in the long run, I would say very easy to say, of course, but uh, trying to stay, uh, to be ahead of the game, uh, um, not like give away too much of yourself or the team to others like just because you have done something you don't have to push it out maybe you can keep it a little bit uh, because uh, the the business will of course always have uh, uh, new things and new things and that's what you're there for right so uh, sometimes the, the the stuff that you create are not really mature yet you think it's mature because you're very excited so you want to give it away Sometimes it's maybe better to just keep it a little bit and then you can uh, give, give it away later. And uh, because it also gives some room for learning and playing so you can have that all the time. I think that is very, very important and not be uh, too pressured from the business because they want it now. Uh, I mean, they want it now always. Uh, I'm not saying that we should say no, no way, but we should give, give them more and also one thing that I find very important also, it's um, uh, when it depends on how big team you are, of course. Uh, but uh, in my case, we're like 16 uh, people. I think it's very important to, if someone wants to have vacation, just say yes. Uh, within, I mean, of course, they can't have like 100 weeks of vacation, but uh, uh, within boundaries, you should just give them vacation because probably they need it, right? And they will pay for it later on with uh, because you you trust them. Uh, so and hopefully you 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 don't have a high dependency on a single person or two persons. So that's that would be my my suggestions at least. Um, I would actually argue though that that as the team and the product owner, it is in your or and even in my role as an engineering manager to say no to the business. Mm. Yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> uh, and that I mean, we can do that in a way that it's I mean that it makes sense, uh, and we can. Um, outline consequences of um i mean pushing through something just because you think you need it kind of but um i think it is very much in our interest to to have the this the yeah the the art of saying no um in in a good way uh will help 
a lot, I think. I, I would, uh, uh, I mean, I, 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 I agree, uh, of course, but I think it's, it's kind of the way you say it. I mean, for me, it's more natural to say yes, but to say yes is actually saying no, because you say yes to something else. We're saying yes to focus. We're saying yes to do better things uh, instead of saying no. So kind of leading the business into a different path because saying no is very easy and it's it's not fun, not fun for everyone. So, but I, I totally agree. It's a very big responsibility to to focus on on one thing or two things or whatever. So uh, please, me. Yeah, and I also agree upon that you need to dare sometimes to say no if you don't have that capacity in your team. And if you need to prioritize something else, you need to be realistic about your tasks and your target. You can't always promise and promise commitments because people will be um, disappointing. So I think it's super, super important to dare to say no, because that's something that I realized working in this industry for two years. Um, some some people have super hard to say that like no or always try to commit things that they don't uh, deliver after all and so it's super important to have that kind of daring thought and mindset say no because I mean no one will die if you do that <laughs> so yeah Oh, you're you're muting. Yes, so I was about to say that um, you touched on something that's really important um, about prioritization. And I think that uh, in our roles, um, management or um, as a product owner, that we have a really, really, um, I mean, hard but but necessary um responsibilities to be able to prioritize um, and and we have to take that responsibility we can't leave that to teams to prioritize I mean that needs to be a decision from us I mean there, there can only be one thing that is the most important thing that needs to be done and then there's going to be a list um, but that is and uh, yeah often um, we don't I mean we there's there are five things and we kind of leave it up to the team to juggle which one is the most important. But And that's where we need to be very clear and give direction and actually decide. So I'm, and I'm all for giving mandate to where, I mean, the knowledge is, the, um, the information uh, and, um, and teams should be in charge um, a lot more and take decisions. But there are certain things that, that actually leaders need to be clear on and and just decide yeah, uh, first of all i would like to say to me that it is very mature of you in such a young, young age <laughs> thank and, uh, you to be, i mean to dare to say no actually it's uh, not many people uh, would do that even with a lot of years of experience <laughs> but uh, for <clears throat> for me it's uh, more also about uh, as Ingrid, as you said, you have uh, there can only be one like one, one thing that is most important, of course. But uh, let's say that you have a list of five things that you right, kind of you feel you, you can't sort it out yet. You just uh, need to do all five. And we, we try to 
kind of see if you can find some synergies in that. So it, can we do one thing that actually serves three of these things? Can we do a, like a generic component or something like that, which makes us maybe at least deliver two of the five things instead of just one? So that is kind of the spirit we try to have, like, okay, how we, we want to deliver it, like, uh, uh, but I mean, you, sometimes you just come to a point where, where you can't, but at least like the immediate uh, reaction is like, oh, yes, we should do it and let's make it happen. But in a sustainable way, of course, you don't like, you don't go on red, like, okay, you need, need to work on weekends or late nights. That That's just, I mean, I can't even remember when we did, I mean, that's, that's a long, long time ago. It was like a crazy bad deployment or something, then, then it, but uh, not, not for, um, not for normal work, so, yep. And if we come to the actual question, how to, we can minimize that high pressure, I think when you are like joining in the team or when you are managing a team or leader, um, then it's super important to talk about, like create that kind of uh, safe space for the individuals where you say that it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to make mistakes, um, and it's okay to totally fall behind. Because if you don't have this safe space where the individuals can say that and can be open about that, that is when you are, that's when you won't be able to deliver the things that you have committed. So I think that sets the basic and that sets the actual uh, important thing and yeah, for um, delivering uh, your tasks or the things that you have committed. So uh, create a safe space is super, super important. And I think that it comes up to the manager and the, the leaders or anyone in the team that everyone should be involved in that in that question so that everyone in everyone in the team feel this kind of safe space. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, to you're, you're not a team if you if you don't have trust in, in the team. Yeah. You're not the family if you don't like trust. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, trust is everything, and it's it's more important than than anything else. It's uh, it's better to say no to development for one month just to build trust because if you don't have it, you you are nothing. Uh, and also, as you say, uh, the term is like uh, psychological safety, for example. Yep. It's also extremely important. And I think that ev everybody makes mistakes. It's only it's very easy to see if a developer makes a mistake with uh, writing something that becomes a bug. Uh, it's very easy to see, very easy to understand for everyone, but you can also make uh, mistakes with having bad routines. Uh, you can make mistakes on a tactical level, on, on a strategic level, which makes it impossible to actually write good. If I mean, if we're still in only in the software business, of course, but it's if you have a bad strategy, then probably you're going to have bad tactics, which probably going to be a lot of uh, bugs. So it, it's, uh, I mean, as a leader, you can also say that, okay, it was my fault because I had the bad, we did, I didn't set up the routines. It was my fault because I had a bad strategy. So you can start with that and maybe you, <laughs> people will like you. Be personal, I think. Totally. 
just to add in do you think um something from not being part of any of the managerial standpoints that you three are up to um do you think that sometimes people view pressure in a different way so as a manager you're pressured by a stakeholder to hit targets do you think sometimes your teams might have a different version of pressure and these can like collide and erupt really into a different area of stress because you've not understood that like maybe somebody wants a promotion that month and they need to hit a goal to do that or they're under a lot of pressure to meet a target that they've set in their own personal ambitions that it collides is that something you guys have come across um not so much i think um i i think that uh, one way, I, I think that for in my, in my case, uh, um, normally uh, I I am very transparent with what stakeholders want and need and why and um, what the business um, um, targets are and how how we contribute to delivering to those etc. And and I kind of. Um, encourage I mean team members to I mean ask questions um, I mean if they need more information I, I don't I don't hide pressure from them but I, I I try to make sure that they feel that the pressure isn't on them that that somehow I I, I have their backs and and if if we're not able to deliver um, I mean, it, it's yes, it's on us, but but it's uh, my job to to make sure that that I'm transparent, kind of upwards or to the sides. Uh, I mean, for the people that need to know. Um, yeah, that probably wasn't the answer you expected. <laughs> you won. What do you say? <laughs> it was a good answer, nevertheless. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think some pressure can actually be, and this is probably most true for big, bigger organizations, that um, if uh, there is an organization change, for example, there can be a lot of noise uh, because they haven't set the organization yet and the team members doesn't really know what's going to happen with me, uh, what's going to happen with our team, uh, stuff like that. and. Uh, that uh, keeps, uh, you, you can really sense that it's an enormous pressure and you maybe you don't even know what happens. It's like you can also sense, so, you, so you're, you're kind of pressured yourself uh, and you don't have any answers. Uh, and, uh, and another type of pressure that can also be is like, like you, there is always a, a vision on different uh, levels. There can be like the, the, the big organization, which might be a holding company, which owns your company, which have another vision, probably kind of aligned. And then you have the kind of the department or vision, and then you have your own vision. And it's not always that it is aligned because uh, somewhere on the line, it was like a, what is called a whisper, whisper game. And uh, when, when you feel that sometimes you, you kind of see that it is not aligned and then it comes a very high pressure because then the disappointment comes uh, uh, from all parts like the, the the members kind of when they see presentations from uh, like a higher uh, authority or whatever they see that but 
we are kind of going a little bit to the left or we are going to the right or or when you are going to present you can also uh, feel that it's not really aligned uh, so everybody does a great work but uh, it can not, not be 100 percent uh, aligned so that, that's kind of a pressure situation i think at least yeah, and, and adding to that, I mean, um, specifically around, around organisational change, um, I mean, you're right. I mean, when there aren't answers to give to, to people, um, what is this going to look like after the change, etc.? Um, that, that's a really hard situation. Again, I think it's down to, to managers um, being open and, and transparent with what they know um, and, and actually saying then that I, I don't know, I don't have the answers, but we, I mean, we're going to do our best um, that this turns out as well as it can for you. I mean, that we have your back here and, and, and of course that, to, to be able to say that you 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 have to have, have created that that bond and that trust level and the psychological safety in the team etc and you can only do that if you're authentic and honest um and and yeah oh, to totally agree it's uh but it's also it's it's easy to say of course but it's like extremely hard work to 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 get there it takes long 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 time yeah uh, extremely important lovely and just because i'm aware of time um nee, could you present your question to the group yeah so my question is uh, as a leader or colleague how do you prepare yourself for high pressure work and um, basically i'm just curious about how you're thinking about that uh, because for instance we are doing uh, iteration plannings or working on the roadmap and setting different targets and goals. Do you ever think of, of a way to prepare yourself uh, for from working under pressure uh, or high pressure? And how are you doing that? What mindset should we have and what should we adapt to the team? And yeah. I'm not sure that uh, this is the correct answer. Or of course, it's not the correct answer. But if I understand the question correctly, but I think that uh, first of all, it's an extremely important question to ask. And, um, and I think um, to always be prepare yourself in, in, in like every morning, like give yourself that's the best time of the of the day. That's the most important time of the day. So you give yourself uh, half an hour or whatever and plan your work. Maybe it only takes five minutes, but but you need that uh, uh, those minutes and also like planning the week maybe maybe on Sunday night or on Friday night after the, the week has ended so that you always know what's what's going on and also I think it's very important also to be kind of be out there all the time in the business to know what's what's going on so there's no surprises so you can kind of you plan without you understand that you plan but you just know what's going on so I, I think that is extremely uh, important and it, everything becomes easier. Also one of those things that is easy to say and hard to do, by the way. 
No, but I think that that's time that you will gain at the end. Um, I mean, if you invest in, I mean, Friday afternoon, just um, having um, your week ahead in, in front of you in terms of, of what meetings, you know, already there, but also just reflecting on, um, I mean, what, what do I want to get out of that next week? And, and what do we as a team need to achieve and so on? Um, that's very well invested time. And, and if you can do that every morning, um, I, as <laughs> you once says, it's easy to say. And even though I've been working for a very long time, um, it's not always easy to do. But um, it you will get that time back for sure. So I'd second that. Yeah, super good inputs. And uh, I think that it's super important to have this kind of margin where you do have time for planning all the meetings and all the team one-on-ones or whatever. And planning is key, actually. I've realized that when I'm working as a Scrum Master. And I do often block my time in my calendar where I really need to plan everything because we don't want to work over time. We don't want to work over the weekends because we need to be role models for the team individuals. And so I always try to, that's a super great tip that I got from my manager. She was like, you need to block your time. You need to block your time for if you're doing plannings, if you're going to lunch or if you're doing breaks, whatever, block your time in your calendar so that people can't ping you or create like long meetings for you and all of that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's important. And uh, uh, as I said, I work with teams on the, the different time zone. And uh, one thing that is very good, of course, because you can kind of, if you go up uh, 5 a.m. in the morning, you can, you know, go, go off a little bit earlier. But it's also kind of a, a curse because you, you kind of, when you wake up, you want to start to work immediately with them, right? So. You kind of don't, for me at least, I have learned to um, set off the time for myself first. I didn't do that before for a very long time. And once the day gets started, you talk to people, it's very fine, very hard to find that five, even five minutes, like you're always online or even worse if you want to have a half an hour. So I have kind of like, I will sit down for half an hour. I don't contact anyone. I do my stuff and then I get on with it. If we are on the other side, if I am in, in Asia, then I have the whole day for myself, kind of, because I wake up so much earlier than the developers. Like I am at the office at eight or something, they come in at 10. So then it's super easy. That the whole day just flows and everything. So tend to kind of tend to forget that when I'm on this side. So I, I re really realize how important it is. And as uh, Inger said, you gain it back 10 times. And especially over time, maybe not for one day, but for over time, I think it's uh, very important. Perfect. Well, I think we've got to quite a good end of discussion there. Does anybody have any last points, anything that they want to leave the podcast on? Well, I've really enjoyed listening. I think it's been a great discussion. Um, so I'm going to end the recording here. Thank you so much to Inga, Johan and Ni for participating. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And thank you for everybody for listening.